Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. I apologize I did not record an episode last week, but I was in Arkansas doing a little trout fishing, which is good because that's what's given me the idea for this podcast uh, this afternoon. Uh, I've been up trout fishing in Arkansas. I think this was the fifth year I've gone. Now, I haven't gone for probably the last four years or so. It was probably before COVID that I actually was up there uh, trout fishing, but I've been up there at the same river uh, many times, and it's always a, uh, a good experience. We always fish in the same spot. Uh, there's boats that you rent in a town called Herber Springs, and uh, that we always do the same, but we don't ever stay at the same house uh, for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but I, uh, I had found this house and, uh, it looked pretty good. It had a dock down, uh, where you could fish off of uh, the dock or, um, when we're running the boats, we would be able to fish that way. But when we pulled up to the house, I was a little concerned that we might have the wrong house because there was a dog on the front porch, almost like it was guarding the house. And, uh, I looked back at the VRBO directions and, house number and it seemed to match up didn't really know what to do with the situation didn't know how aggressive or not aggressive that the dog would be it was definitely guarding the front door and when we got out of our vehicles it was barking a little bit like it was its house and uh so i approached the uh, house and as i got closer to the house uh, the dog stopped barking and it had a, a little football there by the front door and so i picked up the football and threw it and the dog enjoyed that and went running after the uh the football and as we're unloading all the stuff the dog's just kind of hanging out uh really well behaved not going into the house as the doors opened uh it would go up to the threshold but it would kind of look at you and you know we didn't say for it to go in and it didn't go in and it stayed outside uh the property manager or the maintenance man for the for the place uh, ended up coming by as we were unloading and wanted to look at a couple things inside the house and uh, we were asking about the dog and his answer was basically he wasn't sure where the dog came from I think he had been on a vacation for like 10 days or so and when he got back the dog was there and he suspected it was really from a tenant or something uh, a couple before we had uh, gotten there so he suspected the dog had maybe been there two or three weeks already uh and uh the, the dog didn't look malnourished um it, its fur wasn't um it, it wasn't uh overly uh, matted or anything like that it was really a short-haired dog anyways uh but um we didn't know what the deal was with the dog so we got all of our stuff unloaded and uh, some of the people in the group were uh wanting to bring the dog in the house and i just said no way I was the one that rented it. I didn't say I was bringing in a dog. I didn't want the dog. I didn't know if the dog was potty trained, uh, if the dog would chew anything up. It looked like a younger dog. Um, and I just, I read everyone the riot act. I'm like, I'm the one who rented this place. My name's on it. If there's a, uh, you know, something with the deposit that is going to, uh, uh, that they're going to, you know, have to charge against the deposit because of any damages or whatever to the house or because there's a pet in there and we didn't say there's gonna be a pet i i didn't want to deal with it and so i told them no well that night it was gonna get pretty cold uh i don't know how cold it had been during the however long that dog had been in the area but uh it was gonna get down to like around uh, 19 20 degrees and uh frankly that that's to me at least a little cold for having a pet outside 
And so they were, uh, they were all petitioning once again for the dog to come in. And I said, no, no, the dog's been able to survive this far in the winter. The, the dog's going to be fine. And I, I wasn't real sure about that, and, and, but I was kind of sticking to my guns on that. Uh, as always, I never sleep really well at night. So I'm just wandering around the house and moving around from the room that I was in out to the main living area where I was uh, on the couch for a good part of the evening. And I also thought that, well, I'd be able to hear if the dog was uh, pawing at the door or whatever, trying to get in because it was really cold. Uh, my brother had put a blanket out by the front of the door, and uh, it, that was just kind of where it was going to have to to stay warm. And so about 1 in the morning, I really thought, I looked at my phone to see what the temperature was. It was already down to like 24 or something like that. And, and I was really about to bring the dog in, but I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. Well, about 5.36 in the morning, it's still dark. Uh, it's really the coldest part of the night, uh, and uh, and I'm just starting to feel bad. So I go and I look out the window and uh, I don't see the dog out there. I look on the blanket and I don't see the dog. And I thought, well, good. Maybe it found another place. Maybe it's someone else let the dog in the house because uh, there's other homes around there. Uh, and, uh, and and just kind of walked away from the door. But then, uh, you know, five minutes later, uh, curiosity gets the, bat, the, the best of me. And no one else is awake yet at this point because, like I said, it's 530 in the morning probably. And uh, I open the door and the dog is there uh, right at the threshold and uh, and the dog's shaking. And, uh, I felt bad. So I told the dog, it, it still wouldn't come in. Uh, I told the dog, come on. And, and then it came in and it just stood there in the in kind of the entryway. And so I sat down on the ground. I put the dog on my lap. I put my arms around the dog and uh, gave it some body heat for, honestly, it only stayed there for about 30 seconds, maybe a minute. Uh, and, and then it was trying to climb off my lap, but uh, to just try to warm the dog up. Well, it, the dog was really well behaved. Um, it, it, it seems like it was house trained and house broken. It, uh, it would jump up on the couch like it knew what couches were. Uh, it never chewed on anything. Uh, it, it never you know had an accident or anything inside the house. Um, it, it was definitely hungry. Um, but, uh, th so the dog came in the house when everyone woke up, everyone gave me grief about the fact that I let the dog in and I said, well, it was cold and I felt bad for the dog. And then I kind of laid down the new law, you know, the dog can stay in the house as long as we're in the house. But when we go out fishing during the day, the dog needs to go outside and, uh, everyone was good with that. Everyone agreed and so forth. So, uh, for the rest of the trip, uh, the, the dog, uh, stayed in the house all night long. Once again, never had an accident. Uh, I'd let it out once or twice at night just as I kind of wandered around. Uh, it, it would just run out, go to the bathroom, come back in. Uh, it was it was a great dog. In fact, I would have loved to have kept the dog, uh, but I've got one of my own and potentially might end up with a second one, and I did not need a potential third dog. So uh, one of the guys in the group was going to maybe take it to uh, his house and, uh, and, and, if need be, take it to a shelter. Uh, and then my brother was kind of thinking the same. Uh, he was hoping he might know someone, but if nothing else, take the dog to the shelter. Uh, and so that's just kind of the premise we went on till that morning when we all got up. And then my brother came to me and said, you know, Greg, I'm thinking about it. It's probably not the best idea. Uh, it's not going to go well with my dog that I've got there. Uh, he didn't think his wife was going to be too fond of the idea. And uh, he started uh, kind of backing out. And, uh, and I'm like, well, I, I guess we can always take the car, uh, the dog with me. Uh, and, 
one of the guys that was riding with me uh, said that he he would uh, try to find a home for it or or take it to a shelter. The problem was is we're riding in my truck and we already had four people in my truck and that's about all my truck holds and there was really no room for the dog to sit and uh, my son was not going to be real happy about that situation at all and he made it very clear. Long story short, my brother ended up taking the dog or saying he was going to take the dog, but uh, he was trying to get the dog to jump up in the car when he was getting ready to leave and the dog would not jump up in the car. And it's almost like they were afraid him and his son to pick up the dog. And I already picked him up multiple times. And so I just went over there and I picked him up and uh, put him in the uh, in, in the back of his car. And uh, it was one of those where the hatch of the car closes and closes slowly so i was hoping the dog wouldn't dart out trying to keep my hand in there to the last minute uh, the dog seemed a little uncertain uh, but the, the hatch closed and uh, he ended up uh, driving off with the dog uh, I, I called him probably like an hour later to see how it was going he said not well the dog had thrown up all of its breakfast it had been uh just crying and uh and was visibly just upset shaking i did not like leaving uh the uh the place that it had been staying uh and uh and was having a lot of anxiety about it which is crazy when you think about it because the dog had no owner the dog was guarding a house that was empty. Every time we drove away to go fishing, we kind of thought the dog was thinking, well, there goes another, you know, whatever he is associating us with. And, uh, and he was going to be on his own again. And he was always happy when we came back. And uh, there's no one feeding him. And, and we were. Uh, he was stuck outside in the cold and we brought him in. So in every respect, you would think that the dog would have thought, you know what? Wow, uh, someone's keeping me. Um, I'm safe. I'm around people. But the dog was very anxious and upset about it. And and what's crazy is, is you would think that that wouldn't be the case. The, but the dog was more comfortable with the dysfunction of what it, what it did know versus what might lie before it. Which got me to uh, thinking, isn't that how it is with us sometimes? Especially in our relationship with God. Sometimes we're... We're just afraid of what God might have in store for us. And so we hold on tight to lesser things. We refuse to follow God to to where he might lead us, to uh, things that might be a significant improvement or change from, from where we're at or the dysfunction that we're, we're living in. And so we just refuse to go along. And, and, and so sometimes I think we forfeit those blessings that he might have in store. But then there's other times because of his great love for us, he won't allow us to stay in it. And, and because the dog was just such a great dog, we, we were not going to allow that dog, even though it, its desire was to stay behind, we weren't going to allow that to happen. And so uh, just picked up the dog and the dog was going whether it liked it or not. You know, sometimes God does that with us uh, because of his great love, because of uh, what he knows that he has in store for us, he just uh, he, he forces us into sometimes maybe a very uncomfortable situation in which we're scared. We don't know how it's going to turn out. Maybe we're whimpering. Maybe we're whining. Maybe we're shaking and feared, kind of like the dog was, right? Uh, but we have to trust that God knows what's best. We have to recognize where God's leading us. Um, you know, it was that way for the early church before Jesus went into heaven. He told his followers, he said, uh, to stay there 
uh, till the Holy Spirit came. And when the Holy Spirit came uh, in the power of the Holy Spirit, they're to go forth and, and to be as witnesses uh, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, all the way to the ends of the earth. And you know what his followers did when the Holy Spirit came? They stayed right there. They didn't want to leave. They were afraid of leaving. And so they weren't going to go anywhere. But God wanted them to go somewhere else uh, for the betterment of them, but also for the betterment of humanity. And so he had to force them a bit. He brought about a great persecution on the early church. Uh, and uh, in a lot of the early uh, faithful were being not only persecuted, some of them were being put to death. And it caused a great scattering of, uh, of followers of Christ across the basically known world at, its, at, at that time. And, and ultimately, not only was God's will done, but it was for the betterment of them and for the betterment of humanity altogether. I don't know where you're at in your life. I don't know what God is currently doing in your life right now, but um, we need to be open to following the will of God. And I think most of the time we recognize what the will of God is, but oftentimes we're just kind of afraid to follow it. Um, and, and I just encourage you to trust God in that uh, because sometimes we're holding on to uh, a lesser quality of life. We're holding on to dysfunction uh, because we're afraid for what God has in store for us. Trust God and follow God as he leads you. Uh, thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk, and I look forward to talking to you next week.